What's up, everyone? It's the Episode Ninja Podcast, where the guys and I do a deep dive into our favorite TV shows. We chat about legendary episodes, iconic characters, and hilariously classic quotes. It's like the late night combo you have with your friends after too much beer and not enough tacos. So grab a cold one and get ready. It's the Episode Ninja Podcast. Spell show. Spell show. This is one of the first shows that I really loved. One of, I don't know, the handful of shows that I've really liked. One of the handful of shows that you've ever watched, Justin. So Yeah, totally. Well, this show, I watched it when I was like maybe high school. I'm... I'm not sure. I was like kind of a teenager and I remember just being shocked by like the stuff. Like I didn't know Dave Chappelle at all as a comedian. So seeing the Comedy Central show was like my introduction to him and just being like appalled at the things he was saying and doing and just like breaking like those barriers in that way that I wasn't getting anywhere else. And yeah, I mean, my brother watched it like every week. Yeah, I didn't get into it until during college, um, which would have been around like 2009. So I was pretty late to the party. Um, but I believe someone had showed me the black white supremacist clip on YouTube and I, it was, it was, <laughs> I just remember it was a, the, a mirror version of it because for whatever reason, copyright or whatever, like you couldn't put the actual version. So like I watched it and I'm like, that's absolutely hilarious. And I don't know how, I don't remember how exactly, but someone had the DVD or someone somehow acquired the DVDs and I was able to watch the, the first season. And yeah, I mean, just the first episode alone is like. Holy shit! Because I, I was I had no no awareness of Dave Chappelle whatsoever before the Chappelle Show, and and actually until I mean I guess I remember his his incident that happened, but I don't remember what year that was. His what that happened? The incident with him leaving. Oh, oh, right after he got. Because I mean, that gave him a lot of that gave him a lot of notoriety, but well, I mean, you know, I'm kind of like on the same boat as you guys, where I didn't really know Dave Chappelle as a comedian before the show aired and it kind of just blew up and you know this this came out in 2003 right so this is right before all the big social media networks so like news is traveling a little slower back then and i just remember hearing word of mouth from friends like oh shit did you see this Chappelle show it's hilarious and then we would get together whatever night it was on and just like drink and watch it. And it was awesome. And it was like literally nothing like we've ever seen. You know, it was like, he's just tackling all these racial, racial issues. He's saying the N word left and right. He's going super racist all over everybody. And it was, it was just so fresh and hilarious. I think the jumping right in, like the racial draft going after everyone, like, cause a lot of the skits were like, shocking to me because it was like yeah like using the n-word or like had just some like crazy subject but that one was just like calling out like the different stereotypes as Chappelle saw them and like i just thought that was oh with the upset for the night the asians draft the wu-tang clan oh shit i love that because i'm a huge fan of wu-tang yeah i mean sketch comedy wasn't new at the time but he just did such a good job of of towing the line between being hilarious but also with this crazy social commentary worked in so perfectly and he even made a comment in uh one of his netflix specials where he's like it was one of his his newer ones where he's like man keaton peel been doing my shit for the last five years and they've been making millions off it or something like that so he's definitely had a lot of influence too on the industry as a whole i mean 
I mean, he did, and I love Keen Peele. Don't get me wrong. Huge fan. But their their show was like a Dave Chappelle light in terms of like... Well, because of when it aired. I mean, it was a different time. It was 10 years later. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, a lot of the sketches are classics. Like, I saw a tweet the other day that was talking about... Uh, Oh, what was it? Trading Kanye for somebody. It was like a racial draft tweet in 2019 that like people are still talking about it. And I think that's great. I just feel that his show can resonate with, you know, multiple generations, multiple ages because his shit is real. You know, whether or not it's, you know, 15, 18 years later um, and we're a more PC culture. The stuff that he's talking about, the racial shit, everything, that still exists. You know, it's gotten better over the years for sure, but it still exists. And I think that people appreciate the fact that he was honest about everything. Yeah, I was just watching the the love contract sketch, which was way before all of this Me Too stuff happening in Hollywood. And obviously it was already happening you know 15 20 years ago but people just weren't talking about it and immediately after the sketch dave is like yeah that's pretty funny maybe or maybe not talking about hollywood it's like whoa like he just came right out there way before anybody else was doing it i feel like some of the racial stuff might have slipped through nowadays but there was a lot of like just you know bashing women misogynist type things throughout the series that was real bad like i remember there was a skit where he was talking about uh i think it's called what women want and mel gibson can hear the thoughts of women and he said that that would never work because if a woman heard the thoughts of guys it would just be completely disgusting and it was a completely disgusting skit where a woman gets in an elevator and the guys are just like talking about her body and what they want to do to it and whatnot but what's funny is they they literally just made a movie about you know a chick that can hear men's thoughts probably not on the same level but you know i just don't think that the the female stuff would have been able to make it through nowadays to uh to kind of jump back to the love contract that someone mentioned earlier um did you see that recently uh in the last last season of um Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David proposes that idea to his girlfriend to sign a love contract, basically uh, a nine description. They're saying that Larry David may have ripped off Dave Chappelle. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I Larry didn't David hear fan. that he would have... Oh, I remember the exact episode. You know, the you remember what I'm talking about, though? He didn't want his girlfriend, if they yeah. broke up, to you know talk about whatever and... Uh, Cheryl was telling everyone about, you know, the Poconos right. or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, sure. I mean, I could probably think of a handful of examples where people come up with similar stuff. And if you're my always thought my thought beyond uh, like ripping people off when you're a comic is sure there's stuff that you blatantly rip off. And then there's stuff that you both have the same idea for. Like, there's no way that like, you know, out of all these writers and comics you're not going to think of the same thing now if you realize that you rip someone off and you don't do anything about it that's kind of that's kind of shitty in my opinion do you think there's any chance that larry david has never heard of the Chappelle show and that skit 
Um, he probably has, but I also see Larry David not giving a shit. Yeah, like just being like, eh, eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I feel like someone like Larry David who has been writing hilarious material for 30 years gets a little bit of slack in that regard where it's like you hear something and forget about it and then rethink of it and don't realize that someone else has done that joke before whereas other comedians who have run into issues with this let's say amy schumer uh make a habit out of it and it's like okay after a couple times this is clearly a pattern she's the worst that's a topic for another day um, but when it comes to Chappelle show and his original ideas, I mean, some of, he's just had some of the most, it's, it's sort of, I, I sort of put it in the realm of South Park as just such a ridiculous show in some instances that it's, that's why it's so good because it's one of those things where it's like, you know, old school, like water cooler talk where it, you could literally see it the night that it airs and go to work the next day and be like, did you actually see what they did on the show? And it seems like that's sort of the case, you know, sort of was the case with uh, Chappelle Show and South Park and shows like those. I feel that the, you know, president of Comedy Central and, you know, I don't know the background of who runs the network. It could have been several different people over the last 20 years. But, you know, we've done episodes on Workaholics. We've done episodes on South Park. And now we're doing Chappelle Show. And, you know, I feel that these are all you know, kind of groundbreaking shows in, you know, in their area. And I feel like Comedy Central isn't specifically picking up shows that are shockers, like, oh, says the N-word, here's a shocker, or look, these kids swearing, or look at the, uh, you know, look at these workers just sitting around smoking all day, drinking, it's not that they're trying to look for a shock value. I think that they appreciate the honesty and realism that a lot of these shows bring to the table. And they've used that recipe over and over and they've had a lot of success for it. Yeah, I think they give their I think they give their talent a lot of space to just create what they want. And I think there's there's other networks that do similar things. I think FX is another one, like with Always Sunny, just sorts of let sort of just basically lets them do their thing. Gives them a room to write in, whatever they come out with. Let us know where you need it set, and we'll get it taken care of. And I think Chappelle Show could have been one of those ones that was like Always Sunny that ran for, you know, multiple, multiple seasons. But do you think, I mean, this is before we'll get into our favorite sketches and favorite characters of of Dave Chappelle, but do you think that this show sort of has that Nirvana feel where it ended so soon that it goes down in history as being so good because it never became bad. Like Chappelle's show never got to the point where they stunk on, you know, Nirvana never got to the point where they sold out. Is Chappelle's show that good or is it a result of only being three seasons? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that totally helps. Like I know we mentioned Key and Peele already and I, I love that show too, but something that I'll, an issue that a lot of their sketches have is they stretch them out. Like, 20 to 40 percent longer than they should be and you can really tell that they're trying to fill the space for those long seasons and and long episodes whereas i never really felt that way with Chappelle's show um and maybe if it had gone on for a couple more seasons they would have suffered from that a little bit yeah because there's probably only so much tyrone you could take you know they do i think 
two or three uh, sketches with him. And, you know, if you're talking about Chappelle show going on five, six seasons or more, and they bring him back like, you know, eight or ten times, it might have gotten old. Right. Right. When I compare Chappelle's show to Key and Peele, I just think of the the viral, like, had had Chappelle's show aired as it had in the early 2000s today, the amount of clips, the amount of views their YouTube would have gotten still probably gets to this day from, from Chappelle's show clips. Just there would be so many more highlights than there are from Key and Peele. Like, all I can think of, like, off the top of my head from Key and Peele is the name, uh, substitute teacher name one, the, um, the, which is great. The um, East East West College Bowl, <laughs> East West College Bowl. I was about to say that, and there's there's only just a couple. There's only a handful that come to mind when you think of Chappelle Show. There's, you know, we'll 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 go into them. We'll, we'll talk about them here shortly. But there's there's so many of these little clips that had there been YouTube or had YouTube been as big as it is now, would have had millions, well, millions of hits. I think for a sketch show, their you know success rate of whether or not. A sketch hit or not was really high compared to other sketch shows now i love snl and everyone knows that it has had its up and downs throughout the years and even the best seasons of snl you're going to have an episode where oh wow like solid four or five sketches and then a half an hour of just filler bullshit sketches where i feel like rewatching some of the Chappelle show i mean everything was solid Everything was solid, and there were the only filler they had is when they had a, a you know musical guest or something like that. You're right. I I mean I agree 100. percent I like that. I actually you know as a fan of hip hop, I liked a lot of the artists that they brought on. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I think that it's cool that um, they did that, and it kind of seems like Dave Chappelle is actually friends with some of those guys. Just judging on, he seems to still kind of like maintain connections like i'll see them on instagram and stuff like that and well him and john mayer have toured together a little fun fact for you would have loved to have seen that little comedy show by dave Chappelle first and then uh set by john mayer acoustic yeah i think he's in that with uh, kanye as well what's this story uh Chappelle talks about with kanye i was just i was I just about to mention that he go ahead i Steve. can't remember the Basically, the the end of it is um, Chappelle is talking about his the first time he met Kanye, and it ends with Kanye saying, "Because uh, I'm dope and I do dope shit," and it's like that is the most Kanye thing that has ever been spoken, and I totally believe that you know, story. I have heard that, and that is an inspiration to us all. I uh, was rewatching a bunch of most stuff. And he was a music um, guest as well as just an, an actor on several skits. And I love most stuff. I just want to. Wasn't let you guys know he that. in the uh, Player Haters Ball sketch? Yes. Yeah, he played the. Uh, he was in charge of the Blacks. We get Eminem. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Trying to trick us. All right. So let's with good kind of transition there. Let's talk about sketches. What. Uh... What jumps out to you guys as your favorite uh, Chappelle show sketches? My favorite sketch. And it's really hard because there's so many good ones. Like, I feel that you could name five or six and be like, this is the best one. And no one's going to argue with you. But my personal favorite is Prince. 
with uh, Charlie Murphy, Hollywood Stories, with Prince at the nightclub. They go back to his house, and he's like, let's play some basketball. And that whole sketch of Chappelle doing Prince... And then, like, Charlie Murphy's reactions, like, I was like, what is what, what is this dude doing in here with blouses? His shirts versus blouses? Come on. And he's like, man, I I learned that you cannot judge a book by the by its cover that day because Prince, Prince can ball. If, if you <laughs> – I challenge you to, like, take uh, Prince 101 someday and make sure your boys are there to watch. I, I remember watching it at the time when I, whenever I did watch it, and I still to this day, and I'm a little afraid to admit this, I can't. I can't tell if that story is true or not. It seems like it could be 1,000% true and something that actually happened to Charlie Murphy. I think that's yeah. true. No, those, I don't think the Charlie Murphy stories are lie. definitely true. Well, and that's, okay, good. That's kind of the point. Like, Dave, or Charlie told Dave these stories, and he's like, this is so ridiculous. Like, we have to do something with this material. <laughs> and he did such a good job with it, with just him being Prince and the whole, because the whole, I mean, it has been like a legitimate like rumor that Prince is awesome at basketball. Like I've heard that before I ever heard of the Chappelle show skit. Like there's these, there's these mythical things about Prince that he does love pancakes. And he actually references that um, in the new girl episode that he's in. Um, he makes pancakes for, um, for what's her nuts. Um, so he actually, yes. And thank you. Um, but he actually, you know, buys into that. And I guess I read I read an interview somewhere or I heard an interview, I can't remember, where he was just talking about how how much he loved the Dave Chappelle skit. He's like it was it was hilarious. And he was a, he was like a great sport about it, which makes me happy because it's a it's a damn good story and they did an awesome job recreating it. I almost wish they were able to get Prince's commentary like they were able to get Rick James' commentary for those skits well you know i feel like that was borderline because rick james i feel like was not totally there for the end of it when well, he was like he was cocaine's there. a hell of a drug <laughs> it was just like fuck rick james like so I, I don't know i'm gonna grab i'm gonna grab my favorite sketch real quick before someone else does because i feel like they will so i'm gonna scoop it up and i'm gonna say my favorite sketch is the wayne brady show episode as a whole and i only bring it up because it a, a, it is my favorite, but B, it also is relevant recently on College Game Day for Week One. Um, one of the one of the announcers was like joking around, you know, they were talking trash about each other's teams, and one of the, one of the com- commentators was like, "Is Des- Desmond Harris going to have to choke a bitch?" And like everybody was like freaking out, like he had just said this horrible thing during this like you know bad time of people killing each other and all this, and he and, and like. A bunch of Chappelle show people were just like raise their hand, and be like, "That's just a Chappelle show reference. Like, it's not that it's not that big a deal." He didn't really actually mean it, but there's this whole sect of people, whether they're old or young, that have not seen the Wayne Brady show episode, that have no idea what this alter ego of Wayne Brady is, and it's absolutely hilarious to me. I loved that episode because I watched Whose Lines It Anyway. Oh, like, me too. With my mom I mean, and my and parents every time. Thursday night. And it was like a family show. It's very wholesome. Oh, he yeah. was like this kind of like funny, you know, oh, guy. absolutely. And he was becoming popular. And then him like smoking PCP <laughs> and shit and being like, you like to get wet, Dave? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's one of those ones where it's like you could never imagine someone being like that. Like you said, I I I too was a huge fan of whose lines I was. I still find those clips, some of those clips absolutely hilarious. And to see this other side of him going to, you know, pick up money from his hose and everything that happened throughout that entire like sketch of him giving his show back to Dave, because that was the whole premise of it was that Dave had left 
and he was done. And so Wayne Brady was just going to take over because he's just, you know, he's another black guy that can that can host the show. And- yeah. And, and Dave's reaction to like, what? <laughs> come on, come on, come on, Wayne. You got a daytime Emmy. You can't be shooting people. You can trust me. We're black actors, man. Black actors got to stick together. Come on, come on, Wayne. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh, that was that's probably my favorite. What is what is Wayne Brady host right now? Some game show, right? Yeah, I have no idea which one. It's not Price Is Right because Drew Carey hosts. No, that, right? that's Drew Carey. I'm not a big daytime. I was never really into the daytime TV shows. Let's make a deal. Is what he hosts now. Ah, uh, okay. That's still on. Yeah, one of my friends went there recently. I don't even. I honestly don't even know what Let's Make Deal is, but we don't need to talk about it. What's your favorite sketch, Steve? Uh, I mean, this may be a cop out, and I know we mentioned it already, but you always go with the cop. It's got to be the Rick James. Like, I was rewatching this <laughs> recently, and there are like ten quotes from this this sketch that are still quoted regularly by people to this day. Like it, it's crazy how influential this sketch and this show are. Um, and you know, like the choke a bitch thing, like. It just all of it stuck with people like it, it's crazy. Um, yeah, like cocaine is a hell of a drug. Uh, fuck your couch. Habitual line stepper. That one always cracks me up. <laughs> Habitual line stepper. Uh, I just love the part where they were they were talking about the couch sketch and they're interviewing Rick James and he's like, come on, man. He's like, I'm not just going to just randomly go on someone's couch and just rub my muddy boots on their couch. Come on, I have more sense than that. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely rubbed my boots all over his couch. And they just, like, rewind it. Like, oh, shit, Rick James, you are messed up on all that coke you did. It's like the same stream of consciousness. It's not like they cut it together to make him look stupid. It's like he paused for half a beat and then (laughs) continued on completely contradicting himself. And I just love how he was making fun of Charlie Murphy. Like, He's like, that guy tried to do some kung fu shit to me, thinking he's Bruce Lee or something. Come on, man. What about you, Justin? What do you got? Oh, I don't know. Um, Probably Whack Arnold's, maybe, uh, where he works at, at Whack Arnold's, and it's like obviously McDonald's. And he's in like a major city, and he's just like, living paycheck to paycheck and his life sucks and everyone makes fun of him and it's just this like crippling take on like the like bullshit struggle of like the everyday man if you will and i was just like my god and like his like girlfriend's talking shit to him and, like he's like french fries and he's like trying to get ahead of the world and it's just like like it's so like real um and funny uh, just the way they decided to do that i think is genius I just remember the beginning of that sketch always comes back in my mind where he's walking home from work and they try to pitch it as a wholesome sketch in the beginning. Like, oh, you know, whack Arnold's like, you know, we're, you know, we're giving back to community and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Get ahead. And then he walks by like some, some old guy on a stoop and he's like, oh, go get him, son. And then like he goes in the house and he's getting yelled at by his girlfriend. Like, shit, we're not eating this garbage cheeseburgers again. Yeah, probably that. Um, that one, and then also, um, it's like the like the N word family. Like that skit sticks out in my head when you say Chappelle show because I just remember it as being like I just I have to, the most like 
Uh, it is spelled A R, like, so I I don't know if you can say it. Okay, whatever. But <laughs> it, I remember at the time just being like jaw on the floor, like just like brazen like Again, attack on like racism, it's, it's, if you will. It's like that South Park episode. People that annoy you and blank G G E R, like same type of like shock value. It's just and and that like someone mentioned earlier, that shit sticks with you. Well, and the fact that like it wasn't like a happy ending, like they were just pandering, like like how Dave Chappelle was just like as the milkman pandering to like you guys, like whatever you know, like whatever he says, he just says it with such a uh, like a smirk. I just think it's ridiculous, and um, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it definitely comes to mind when I think of the Chappelle show. Like, here's my question with these: like we've all mentioned hilarious skits. Who the fuck thinks of this shit? Like, it, it's incredible to me that someone could sit around and be like, you know what? For the first episode, hear me out. Hear me out. We're going to have a white supremacist who's blind and he's black and he hates black people. And he leads the he's the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. And they were all like, you know what? Yep, that's that, that, that'll work. That'll work. And obviously, it's fucking hilarious. So it, it's just amazing to me that that shit comes together. Well, so, well what's... Are you, are you guys familiar with uh, Neil yeah, Brennan? That's, that's, I, was, I was just about to bring yeah, that up. Yeah, we, we yeah. keep referring to it as like he and he came up with this. But yes, yeah, it's, yes, it's two, two guys. Them, like, right? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And so I was unaware really of who this guy actually was until seeing him on Joe Rogan's podcast. And uh, I think I've seen him twice on there now uh, in like the last, last couple of years. I think. And um, I thought it was really interesting just kind of seeing his take on things. And he just, you know, kind of, I feel like I kind of get Dave Chappelle and like where he's at and sort of the jokes he likes. But then hearing Neil Brennan talk about things and just kind of his like existential view or like, I don't know, kind of like cold take on reality, if you will, kind of made sense why it's like, oh, these two could just say it how it is and come up with stuff like the racial draft. Like I could imagine... Well, I feel that the, that both of those guys were really smart. Like, I feel that, you know, Dave Chappelle, yes, he's hood, but he is a smart dude. And so is so is Neil Brennan. And I kind of feel bad because he did a big uh, Netflix comedy special maybe a year or two ago. Three mics? Yes, Three mics? exactly. Three mics. And it's great. It's great. And I didn't really know much about him when I when I saw the special and they were like, Oh, this is the co-creator of Chappelle show. And he kind of talks about how he lived, you know, uh, underneath Dave's shadow for so long. And then like, finally he's kind of getting out on his own. Cause a lot of people who are casual fans don't think about the writers of the show and things like that. I mean, before Curb Your Enthusiasm came out, do you think anyone really knew who Larry David was? Fuck no, not at all. Right. Hardcore fans, maybe, but the casual fan did not. Same thing with Neil. And he's a really good comic. He's a really good writer. And I'm, you know, I'm glad he's, he's doing stuff now. But I, I totally can see how their partnership would just be like perfect chemistry for the Chappelle show. Yeah, I, I, I guess I didn't mean to infer that it was just Dave doing it. I meant the writer's room as a whole. Like, I, I, I didn't know the details of the Neil Brennan, so that's interesting. But, um, again, just the, just the fact that they were able to come up with this and it's just amazing to me. I guess that's my main point. Like the shit that they come up with is so, uh, I wonder what was too far, you know, at what point were they in the, in the writer's room and they were like, Ooh, you know, I don't, I don't think we could do that. 
And what if they ever got to that point? Well, watching back on it, they did take on a lot of topical stuff at the time. There was a sketch about, um, you know, how the Girls Girls Gone Wild uh, videotapes were huge in, like, the late, uh, you know, 90s, early 2000s. And they did one on Third World, Girls Gone Wild, you know, or... He was the president, too, a couple times, right? I mean, they would even go political with stuff. Oh, yeah. So there, I wanted to talk about that because I wanted to make the comparison of, you know, and obviously they're different shows, so I don't want to say that, like, Key and Peele is trying to be Chappelle show, but I do want to make the comparison of the portrayal of the black president on Chappelle show versus Key and Peele. And how Kim Peel do kind of the translator and things like that for Obama. But then they did like the Black Bush on Chappelle's show. And that was just like, that was just like so raw and just so good. And I just feel that, you know, Dave's like, what would a black dude do if he was president? What would I do if I was president? And I would almost like to see how much of the stuff that he said was just ad-libbed at the time. Because I feel like he was just going off script constantly. Yeah, if they even really had one. I mean, I wonder if it was sort of a a Kirby Enthusiasm type of situation where it was, this is where we need to get, let's get there. Because it seemed like a lot of the people that they hired, or not hired, but a lot of people that were actors and actresses on that show were were definitely specialists in improv. Unless you were a white actor. Like, going back, although, I don't know if Dave's like, hey, I want you to play this cheesy as fuck, be a cheesy white dude, be a cheesy white chick. But I feel like all the white actors on that show were poor actors. You didn't like Michael Rapaport? What, in the pop copy? Yeah. No. Dude, no. dude sucks ass. Yeah, but, you know, like... What about the what about the white actors in one of my other favorite skits, the, the Mad Real World? Oh, <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up because we hadn't talked about yep. that as one of our favorites. Yep. That's, that sketch... Is awesome. <laughs> it's so good. I forgot about that. It's one. so good when he's the steal the girlfriend. I mean, there's so many things happen in that episode. There. <laughs> I, I spent one point like everyone texts with the guy's girlfriend, and he's like crying or something, and it, it shows like the 3D or the night vision camera in the room. Yeah. We need you. We need you to leave the house now, Chad. We don't feel safe here. What? But Tyrone stabbed my dad. Now, we're, we're being civil about this because we could just fuck you up. So you need to leave because we reserve the right to fuck you up. So it was five black roommates from the inner city with a straight-laced Chad. <laughs> it's funny, too, that they nailed the Chad. Right now, Chad is the popular culture for, like, the dork-ass white guy, you know. Uh, it's so funny how they the, – the way they frame that whole thing of him bringing his girlfriend over and – she ends up spending the night, and then she completely changes <laughs> by the end of it. And his whole, such an incredible, such an incredible sketch. You had Charlie Murphy playing like the gangster, the super gangster guy, and he's just he was just phenomenally funny. Another another phenomenal sketch. It's my guy Lysol. He just got out of the <laughs> joint. You need to leave, Chad. Another sketch I love is the uh, what's the one where they're playing dice. And then the announcers are are like giving the ESPN sort of like take on it, and then like he goes to get robbed. He's like, "Oh, thankfully I put my keys in my anus because I expected this." <laughs> I also love the uh, reparations episode 
or the uh, you know they give the reparations and the first guy one of the first guys goes and buys an entire truckload of cools <laughs> which you know D- Dave Chappelle probably smoked at the time like <laughs> now he's now he's more of a, a jewel guy but yeah uh, another I'm rich bitch that's where that comes from right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I forgot about that another one that lives on forever that was like some of my friends had that as their cell phone ringtone in high school. Oh, for sure. God, ringtones. Remember those? Yeah. Uh, how about um, Tyrone Biggums? When he was telling the kids about, like, go go in your mom's wallet, get a $20. Go down the, the 18th Street and, and talk to the, the dude. And then you can get some weed or get some acid because it's way cheaper. It lasts way longer. It's really affordable for your kids. Oh, Do you want to bring up the is, R. Kelly piss on you episode? Oh man, that how relevant <laughs> is that today as well? R. Kelly's in jail, I believe in Chicago right well, now. That's yeah. what's crazy is that it took it was an openly known thing when this. Well, I, I think you know he was on the the leading edge of it, but like everyone has known about this for over a decade now, and he just now went to jail. It's crazy. I'm surprised he didn't do one on Bill Cosby in some regard because people like him and Eddie Murphy could not stand Bill Cosby. He was such a dick to them, ironically. But Piss on You still, regardless of what happened, what actually happened, is still an absolutely fucking hilarious video, music video, and song of him with a barrel of piss just, (laughs) just making it rain all over, ladies. So funny. When he's like there, the the lady's like holding her ID, and her grandmother's there vouching for her identity, and then there's like peace spraying on her. I heard that um, he was mad about that, which I mean, obviously you would be mad about that, but apparently it came up. I wonder if they uh, if they ever bumped into each other. Yeah, I don't see Dave Chappelle spending too much time in uh, R. Kelly's neighborhood. He lives in like rural Ohio. Lives a pretty quiet life, from what I understand, from the latest comedians and cars getting coffee. He's like literally in jail awaiting trial at this moment. And just to clarify, that's denied... R. Kelly, not Dave yes. Chappelle. Yes. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, I just wanted to make sure that everybody understood yes. who we were talking about here. Well, and I believe one of the things that he's up for is um, he apparently threatened and paid off witnesses in the Peanut Girls trial that was in the show. So apparently he beat that, but. Cool. They got him. Probably shouldn't have brought well, up the R. Kelly. Yeah, that was I'm gonna add that one out. Anyway, piss on um, you. So the how about the player haters ball, where Silky Johnson, a notorious player hater, wins hater of the year for calling in a bomb threat to the Special Olympics. <laughs> and then later, I believe he traveled back in time to hate in the past, where there's two victories. I mean, you could literally go down a list of every single sketch and be like, remember this one? Remember this one? Remember this one? And they're all good. Like I, like I said earlier, like the percent of sketches that were hits was really high compared to other shows. And maybe that was why, you know, Dave was worried that he couldn't consistently keep up with that quality. You know, like even just like the very first sketch of the entire show is a commercial spoof of... 
like an eclipse or something. And then I remember the commercial where the eclipse is driving around and there's some like stupid white girl just doing some dance. And I just remember Dave looking at her like, fucking bitch, like stop dancing. You're making me sick. Get out of the car. And then like he replaces her with some like booty shaking black chick, you know? But like that was a real commercial on at the time. And it was just like so relatable. All the stuff with uh, Paul Mooney, Ask a Black Dude. Like, that's just so simple and hilarious, you know? I heard Dave Chappelle do stand-up maybe two years after the show ended. And in that, he it was like one of his first kind of public appearances again. He was at the Chicago Theater. and My brother and I jumped the afternoon to get tickets. And during that, that uh, performance, he said that for the last season that they offered him like whatever 50 million dollars or something and then he pretended like the stool that was on stage then was like the pile of money and then he walked up to it and then used the mic like at his crotch like a dick and then like kind of flopped this dick out of the money and, and then was pretending to be like the comedy central was like come take the money dave and was like rubbing his dick all over the money he was like come get it come get it and it's like smacking the side of it to kind of insinuate and then that like they were trying to dictate how he should do the show and then he went on to say that like when we started making it we didn't care because we we're like no one's gonna watch this shit like it does not matter at all like let's just make some things that like we think are funny and then like they did that and then it got popular and then comedy central had such an interest that they wanted to like not let them do whatever they wanted to do anymore and so he would rather walk away than to make something that like wasn't just like pure like the way they made the first few seasons yeah, he had a he did an interview probably like a year or two ago where he really coherently explained why he left, the you know his reasoning behind it, why it made sense to him at the time, and why he still feels good about it today. Where he was able to step away because it was it was starting to get out of his control, and he seems like somebody who needs to be very much in control, and this was something that he was losing control on, and instead rather than give the power to the companies, he hopped on a plane to South Africa and said screw your money and now again now again like i said earlier he's living he's living a quiet life in ohio and uh you know he seems pretty happy with his life but then he also signed like what were the deals for the comedy special uh, like 75 Netflix? million yeah I mean, I mean yeah he's good to he's yeah but he also like may just have waited the perfect amount of time like did you guys enjoy those two specials that came out at once yeah, I did. I had a I had a problem with how he was like rubbing his stomach the whole time. That really bothered me. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about? He like he was just sat there and just like stroked his his stomach like the entire time. Maybe he was hungry. Damn. Well, then eat something. Maybe he doesn't like to perform comedy on an empty stomach, and he likes to rub his stomach. Leave him alone. Like like D Reynolds, she gets the dry heaves. Yeah. Well, now, do you think that? And let's take whether or not Dave would want to do it out of the equation. But in in the time where, like, everyone and their brother is, like, opening the door to things, movies and whatnot that have been closed for 20 years, Remake Central, do you think that, like, the audience would welcome a revamp of The Chappelle Show? No, 2 PC. No, yeah, I don't think that the time is. Uh... So, Key and Peele was the last one, last two. I think that'll get away with as far as they went, and I don't think Chappelle would be able to, to hold himself to 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 that standard, just to being that relaxed. I mean, 
I would love it, but I don't think it'll ever it'll ever happen, especially when he's getting paid seventy five million dollars per stand up special. What's the point of being a TV show writer, showrunner, all that shit when you can just get paid to stand on talk on stage for an hour? And he's had some issues too, where he's been heckled on stage. That was one of the triggers, I think, for his issue. You know, when he originally had the issue with Comedy Central, was he was on stage and everyone just kept just kept yelling like "I'm Rick James, bitch!" You know, all these phrases and stuff at him. Where he's like, "I just, I just want to do stand up." Like, I think him and like, I think he got too big. You know, at a certain point where he actually really enjoyed doing the small clubs, and he still does them today. Like, he'll pop up and just do random shows, like. You know, at those famous small places in California or in uh, in New York, but you know, I'd be so you know so great to see him. But it's one of those things where he just doesn't. Uh, did you guys know that he does own the um, longest uh, endurance record at the Laughs Factory in Sunset Strip in, in uh, Hollywood? He did set for three hours and fifty minutes. Really? Yeah, beating Dane Cook's record. Oh, and then he broke his own record, I'm sorry, a couple months later with a set of six hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> and then... Jesus. How does, how does someone sit there for six hours? And then, I feel like at that point... And then Dane Cook reclaimed it in 2008 with a seven-hour set. And then he never... I guess Dane Cook still owns record to this day. Interesting. <laughs> Would you sit there for an entire six-hour Dave Chappelle show or Dave Chappelle sh- set? I would probably do the four-hour one, but like six hours is like shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people would be cycling in and out for that. Like it's a long time. Imagine being like another comic there that's just like trying to get a couple minutes on stage, and Dave Chappelle just sits up there for six fucking hours. <laughs> Jesus. Now that we've talked about favorite sketches and everything, what about favorite characters from those sketches? Obviously, we could all say Dave Chappelle's our favorite character, but what about? the characters he portrayed in his sketches. Yeah, I mean, is Dave Chappelle even, like, a character? I don't know if he plays himself in any of these. I mean, I I always think of, like, the first episode when they're doing that fake Mitsubishi commercial and the girl's titty pops out and he, like... Yes. That's Dave Chappelle being Dave Chappelle. Also, Wayne Brady sketch. I feel like that he plays himself (laughs) in that episode. So, who are you guys' favorite? Any character, I guess. It doesn't need to be someone that Dave Chappelle plays, I guess. This is uh, not even an episode we talked about, which is proving our point of there's just a deep roster of good episodes. Uh, Dylon from the Making the Band episode. I forgot about that. Uh, the five greatest rappers alive. Dylon, 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 Dylon. I spit hot yes. fire. <laughs> and then isn't he jokes wife love Gene? <laughs> Did you guys watch that show on MTV back in the day? Yes. Oh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, what's the tagline? Um, something. No, I can't stop yelling. That's how I talk. Oh, oh, for the Sam Adams. Yeah, the, yeah, the Sam Jackson beer. The, oh, uh, did I say Samuel Adams? I meant Samuel Jackson. I mean, I probably. I mean, obviously, I love how Dave portrays. Prince. Um, and Tyrone Begums is good too. Those are probably my two favorite. And then basically anything that Charlie Murphy does because he's just great. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to go Clayton Clayton Bigsby. 
It was probably my favorite just because, again, it was the shock value of it. And then the, that was probably the first thing I'd ever saw Chappelle show-wise. So always holds a, a special place in my heart. And then at the same time, uh, my other favorite character is probably Charlie Murphy. Because, A, he's like the lead of two of my favorite episodes. It's the Charlie Charlie Murphy Hollywood experience, whatever those episodes are called. It's uh, E! True Hollywood. Let's see. Is that when Keeping It Real goes wrong? Uh, Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories. Thank you. So, I mean, they always had those. I used to always watch those E-True Hollywood Stories as it was. So having a spoof on that and then have them be two of the most classic episodes in Rick James and, and Prince, um, Charlie Murphy, and and also his involvement too, like I said, in the real world one. I mean, there's just there's there's so many Charlie Murphy highlights. He's just, I mean, and you can see that he's, that he's Eddie Murphy's brother too. Like they look a lot alike. It's pretty wild. Rest in peace. Well, well, they were the two darkest black actors before Wesley Snipes came True. along. True, true. Darkness Brothers. I was legit sad when Charlie Murphy passed. I was too. Be- because of the Chappelle Show, not because of anything else I think I've ever seen him in, but because of the Chappelle yeah, Show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, how about uh, uh, Tyrone Carter, the played by Chappelle. He was like the coke dealer in um reparations where he becomes the richest man in america and then he was in the law and order episode and he pleads fifth and he was the card he's like fifth, fifth. one fifth. two three four fifth fifth, fifth. 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 definitely definitely i forgot about that and then when he needs another just iconic gif like there's plenty of great gifts from the Chappelle show or jiff however you pronounce it but of him just knocking over the water and running out of the courtroom. I mean, that, <laughs> that one always I was is is definitely in my repertoire. I still use that joke too of like the meme to like hit the water over on the hit the drink over the table before I run out. Yep. The dude, uh, Donald Rawlings, who played one of the main actors, he was the bald black guy that was in a bunch of sketches. The I'm rich, bitch. Yeah. He was great. Perfect black dude. I've never seen him in anything before or since this. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't think that show was a launching pad for many careers, but it's definitely got its incredible moments. Oh, man. Uh, wasn't that one of that guy's, uh, that guy's characters from the... Uh, one of the characters that that guy played is a World Series of Dice... Um, and then it's doing interviews and he's like, uh, you know, like, what town are you from? Like, from, like, North Carolina. He goes, where am I from? None of your goddamn business. <laughs> and he's like, a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Uh, and he was also on um, Trading Spouses, that sketch. Oh, that was good. And I just love Dave playing the white dude. Oh, yeah. When, he, when like, he's the insurance Dave agent. Dave plays a classic white dude. And, uh, I, personally, I find it offensive, him doing white face, but that's just me. Trading spouses. Do you want to have sex with me? Yes. Yes, I would. Would you like to take off your pajama bottoms? Um, I would be a little bit more comfortable if I just stuck my penis out of the hole. <laughs> uh, oh, what about the... Um, where Dave plays a character where he knocks up Oprah... Oh, and he quits and work? He, and he quits work and shit? Oh, my God. Yep, we could just go on and on. 
Any quotes that stick out to you guys that we haven't mentioned yet? <laughs> One of my favorite lines is uh, from uh, Mooney. White people like Wayne Brady because he makes Bryant Gumble look like Malcolm X. <laughs> I thought those that whole sketch was hilarious. Like just the the flat delivery on some of those things was so good. Now, if y'all excuse me, I gotta go put some water in Buck Nasty's mama's dish. <laughs> From the players' haters ball, hit players' haters ball. What the five fingers head of the face. <laughs> From the Samuel L. Jackson beer ad. How it tastes, motherfucker. It'll get you drunk. You'll be fucking fat bitches in no time. (laughs) So, what do you guys think in terms of a rating? If you guys are going to rate this show. I'm going to go high again. Uh, 9.2. Damn! What the fuck, man? I would say I think that the fact that this is short, kind of as we were talking about earlier, and it never went long enough to have a bad Nirvana period factor. or whatever, that that helps it. You know, like it's culturally relevant today. People still like it. People reference it. You can rewatch any of them. Yeah, it lives on. Um, I'd put this at a solid like eight point one. Um, it's one I could definitely like put on at any point just for laugh, but. Um, it just didn't run long enough for me to like make it like one of my top favorite shows of all time. I mean, it's only three seasons. There's only like twelve episodes a season or something like that. I mean, it's just short. Which, they, which again, they put together incredible stuff. So it's not like it's not like I'm dissing them in any way. It's just it's just one of those things where I feel like we didn't get to see the full what it could have been. I get your point, but I also think that longevity doesn't necessarily dictate quality. And I feel that there was enough episodes out there, you know, to put it as an iconic show, you know. Like you said, like, Nirvana didn't release that many albums, but, you know, they're iconic, legendary. I'm giving this an 8.7, so I'm not as high as Steve, but it's definitely, in terms of comedic shows, one of my favorites. And it's it's a solid show I could rewatch over and over. All right, you did you give a number, Justin? I don't even think I can, like... Because I feel like a uh, rating is relative to other shows, and I haven't even seen enough TV to really. I will say that I haven't rewatched this, but I definitely would because I feel like it's going to be just as funny in ten years as it was. Well, if you've only watched it once, you have a pretty good memory of of the sketches. Yeah, I haven't watched it since um, it aired. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've seen clips and shit on YouTube though since then. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's culturally around, you know what I mean? Like, you see that. Like, you, there are memes and there are, you know, gifts and stuff like that. So, it's easy to remember the, the parts that stick out to me. Okay. So, that's our, uh, those are our ratings. And that's our podcast on the Spell Show. How are we going to do trivia? Sounds like our trivia master does not have any trivia no trivia. I was talking and not trivia. Okay, that's all good. Yeah. Just to update everyone, though, it is. I am handedly. Oh, are you? Yeah. Just want to. I had lost count because it was so close. It it was at one point, but now it's not. I think uh, one thing that I thought was kind of 
not bad, but weird was the end after Chappelle left, and then the, the episodes were were hosted by um, what are those people's names? Fuck Charlie Murphy and Donnell Rawlings. I thought those were a bit weird. Like the sketches weren't as good, and they were kind of stretching to host it in the same way that Chappelle mm-hmm. did. Um, so you know, not that, that like really affects it, but like I do definitely remember that like the last few episodes of it were. Now we gotta pay some bills. I used to love when you used to say that before they go down commercial. That's it for this week's episode Ninja Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review wherever you download your podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram at the Episode Ninja if you want to hear us talk about any of your favorite shows, or sign up for an account on Episode Ninja and vote for your favorite episodes. See you next week.